is the Wife Wisdom Podcast with Christy Little-Jones of MrsChristyJones.com, episode number 75. A habit is a routine behavior that is repeated regularly and tends to occur subconsciously. In today's episode, we are learning how to build love habits. Up next on the Wife Wisdom Podcast. Welcome to the Wife Wisdom Podcast. I'm your host, Christy Little-Jones. I'm a relationship coach, a marriage and family champion, and the chief cheerleader for women all over the world. The Wife Wisdom Podcast is a real conversation designed to help you cultivate the heart of a wife. If you are single and desire to be married, if you are newly married and want to thrive as a wife, or if you are a seasoned wife and just need a little encouragement staying a wife, you are in the right place. If you are new to our podcast, woohoo! Welcome to the family. I am thrilled that you are here. And if you are already a part of my tribe and you don't already know, I love and appreciate you. So excited that you are here joining me for today's episode because today we are talking about building love habits. So what is a habit? A habit is a regular tendency or practice, especially one that is hard to give up. So I want you to imagine what it would be like to have love habits, these regular practices, love habits in your life where you respond to every single situation in your life with love. And if you can't imagine having habits like this, I want you to imagine being on the receiving end of these love habits. Hmm. Now, love can be very difficult for many people. Why? Why is love and expressing love and receiving love so difficult for many people? Well, first, we have very different definitions a very different understanding and very different experiences of love and what love is and what love means. But first, let me explain what love is supposed to look like. So based on what I'm about to explain to you, this is comes from a place of truth. It comes from a a place of the person who created us, the person who created us to be in relationship with one another has given a definition an understanding direction instructions of what love is supposed to look like, feel like, appear like, perceive like, experience like (laughs) this is what love is supposed to be. Now, many people, because we are born out of a heart of love, we are born out of a heart of truth. Many times when we when we come to this earth, we only know love to be what God intended it to be. But what happens is when we have an encounter or an experience with the people closest to us, they actually can either confirm the truth of what love is supposed to be, or they can rewrite the definition of what love really is to the person experiencing it. 
Okay, I want that to just set in for a minute. Because that is why so many of us experience love differently. Because when we were born, everybody had the same definition. Everyone had the same truth of what love is. But based on our experiences as children, we now have a different definition and experience of what love actually is. And then whenever that definition is at whatever age we can remember and recall what love is or what we're defining love to be, we're now looking for evidence of whatever that love is. And the tr- and really, we're looking for evidence to really validate the truth of what we now believe love is supposed to be. So let me give you an example. When a child experiences abuse, or a child experiences neglect, or a child experiences criticism or ridicule or anything, or even just let's look at the positive side. They Let's say a child experiences love the way God intends. Now their experience of love in those young early ages, they're now looking for evidence that love, this is love. This is actually love because they're experiencing love from the people that they innately believe are supposed to love them. So if their mother abuses them, they now over time think that love is abusive. So then as they grow up, they may end up being in abusive relationships because their subconscious definition is that this is what love looks like. This is what love is. That is why truly understanding who God created you to be is so critical. And most of us don't realize how crucial and critical it is until we are adults. And now we're having to really do the self work to rewrite, reprogram truth or or the things that we have believed, the lies that we believed, we have to literally dig them up out of our subconscious, dig them up out of our souls and rewrite them with the actual truth, which you cannot do in one day. You cannot do this in one wife wisdom episode. You cannot do this in one counseling or coaching session. This is takes work and it takes a consistent, constant work and pursuit of truly being committed to understanding and grasping who God has created you to be and really believing it. And so I want to really give you a really great definition. This is the definition from God's word, from his, from, from truth of what love is. Love is patient. There's no wiggle room around what this is, right? When he explains what love is supposed to look like, he's very definitive, very clear. There's no gray area. It is very, very clear as to what love is, what it's supposed to look like and how it is supposed to show up. So love is patient. Love is patient. Love is kind, Love does not envy, it does not boast, it is not proud. So let's just talk about that. Let me just stop right there. I have more to 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 share. But love is patient, love is kind, love does not envy, it does not boast, it is not proud. So let's just think about our own relationships, whether it's a parent relationship, whether it's a, a parent-child relationship, whether it's you and your, your girlfriend, boyfriend relationship, husband, wife relationship. 
Love is patient. Love is kind. Love does not envy and it does not boast and it is not proud. So I'll let, let me let me include a sisterhood relationship as well. You and one of your best friends. Now, this is so deep because bottom line, if we really think about it, we all have flunked. We all have either been jealous, we've, we've been prideful in our relationship because we didn't want to say sorry, we didn't want to forgive, we wanted to point the blame and the finger um, towards, oh, it was not my fault, it's your fault, right? But it says love is not proud. So if love is not proud, then guess what that means? There needs to be a posture of humility, in that relationship. It says love does not envy. So when you're envying someone else and something that God has done in their life, that's not love. When you're impatient with your child because they're frustrated, they frustrated you, that is not love. When you are nasty and mean because you've had a bad day towards somebody that, that you say you love and you're being unkind towards them, that is not love. So I know for me, there are many many situations and circumstances that I can point out that I have not loved. I have not aligned with the truth of what love is supposed to be because I've allowed my emotions, I've allowed my um, circumstances, frustration, whatever it is to overrule the truth of what love is. So love is patient. Love is kind. Love does not envy. It does not boast. And it is not proud. Love does not dishonor others. It is not self-seeking. It is not easily angered and it keeps no records of wrongs. It does not dishonor others. Love is not self-seeking. It is not easily angered and it keeps no records of wrongs. Okay, here we go again. (laughs) flunk number two, right? And so what I remember being in relationships, even in my own marriage where I, well, I remember when you did, I would say to my husband, well, I I remember when you did X, Y, and Z, I'm keeping record of wrongs, right? But I'm supposed to, based on God's definition of what love looks like, what love is, I'm supposed to release any records of wrong. Love does not easily anger, So if I'm truly supposed to love like God or learn how to love like God, I need to really practice not allowing frustration, circumstances, situations, scenarios to cause me to be angry. So what does that mean? It means we have to really be very intentional, deliberate and committed to being disciplined, emotionally disciplined, right? So it does not dishonor others. So when we dishonor someone, lots of times we need to understand what honor looks like to them, especially to my wives. We are just as women, I think that we often dishonor or feel or really disrespect our husbands. And honestly, we don't really even know we're dishonoring them or we're disrespecting them because our definition of respect is often different than theirs. So it's important for you as a wife to know what honor looks like for your husband. And so that you can know that the actions and behaviors that you do, that you, that you walk in every day is on, that they are honoring him. And so um, love does not dishonor. It doesn't, it is not self-seeking. Now, anything that we do self-seeking in nature, it's usually a heart issue. 
So when we are really in the process of practicing building love habits in our lives, we have to really do a self check, we've got to look in the mirror and see our heart motive. What is your heart motive in your relationships? Is it self seeking? Are you what are you doing something with an expectation of something in return? That's self seeking? Or are you doing something with no expectation in return? Because out of the love in your heart, you want to do it anyway, regardless of if you get a thank you, regardless if you get any behavior, behavior or action in return. You're doing it because you love the person. Now, this is often easier to do with children because especially young children, they really just do a lot of receiving. They don't necessarily give back until maybe they get a little older, but it's it's a perfect way to really learn if you are a mother or you are a father and you are loving your child without any expectation in return, I want you to really shift that expect or that expectation or knowing or experience to your spouse, to your best friend, to your sibling, to your mom or your dad, and really learn to love without any expectation in return. Love is not self-seeking. Love does not delight in evil, but rejoices with truth. Mm. Love does not delight in evil, but rejoices with truth. So good, because I think that especially when you're an unhappy person or you are riddled with jealousy and envy and really comparison, and you're always looking at other people's lives, you're always looking at other people's situations and comparing them to yours. This is something that may be difficult for you where you are delighting in someone else's hardship or you're delighting in someone else's um, discomfort or unfortunate circumstance. So love does not delight in evil, but rejoices with truth where you are rejoicing with someone when they are experiencing breakthrough or revelation or something that's going on in their lives. You are genuinely with really heart motive, genuinely happy and excited for them. And so how do you get to that place if you normally are comparing yourself to other people's lives and the favor that's on their lives. You, that's the biggest thing is really you have to stop comparing. You have to stop looking at other people's journeys and really focus on your own. Now, love always protects. Love always protects. This is huge, especially for my wives, because God has placed you to protect your husband. Protect him in reputation, protect him in just physical, mm, what's the word? Just a physical protection. So protecting him so that um, with sex and intimacy, protecting him so that he is really, really helping to fulfill his desires and his needs as, as your, as his wife. But it is love always protects, protects his reputation, protects his, his, his body, protects his soul, spirit, his body, soul, and spirit, right? Really love 
always, 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 always protects. You don't just protect when he's, when you guys are in your happy place and everything's going well. You still protect when you're like, don't touch me. You still protect when you're like, I don't like you right now. You still protect when you really not feeling him and you're not talking to him for three days, right? So love always protects. Love always trusts. This is a big one. Because especially if you've been in a situation where the trust has been breached, love always, really love defers to the best case scenario, right? So love always trusts. So really where you're always believing the best, you're always looking for the best. Your default is the best. They wouldn't do that. They wouldn't say that. Love always trusts, right? Love always hopes. Love always perseveres. This is so big. And, you know, I really am very intentional in trying to make this a practice, a love habit in my life where I'm always defaulting to seeing the best in people. And I'm always defaulting to really hoping and believing the best in people. I'm always defaulting in and persevering in the 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 health of the relationship. And so, but I'm only able to do that because of all the other things I've listed before that I have done the self-work I and continue to do the self-work in what love, the love habit is of what God intended love to be. So the love habit of being patient, the love habit of being kind, the love habit of not boasting and not envying and not being proud, the love habit of not dishonoring others, the love habit of not being self-seeking, the love habit of not being easily angered, the love habit of not keeping records of wrongs, the love habit of not delighting in evil, the love habit of rejoicing with truth, the love habit of always protecting, the love habit of always trusting, the love habit of always hoping, the love habit of all always persevering. These I've had to practice over and over and over and continue to practice over and over and over. And lastly, love never, ever, ever fails. If you can truly get into a practice of these love habits, love will never fail you. Because now with these practices and you being diligent and disciplined and intentional and practicing these love habits, it will never fail you. It will never fail you. I can't begin to tell you how many times people might have been offended by something that I did or something that I said or something that I didn't do or something that I didn't say. And every time I respond with a love habit, whether it's love is patient, love is not self-seeking, love does not easily anger, whatever it is, it has never failed me. I am truly blessed with very rich, very rich, close relationships. I have an amazing tribe of men and women in my life who I believe I have put in a lot of work into creating and cultivating these relationships. But I believe that they are they're solid and they're strong because most of them are decades long, decades long. And when you know that you can have that somebody has friendships or relationships where they're 
It is literally stands the test of time. You go through ups and downs, offenses and victories and deaths and marriages and births and all of these things together and the and the relationship stays intact. You know you're doing something right. You know that you are practicing these amazing love habits. And one of the things that I want to encourage you to do is in this process of building love habits, I want you to realize that it's important to not necessarily do all of them at the same time, right? Because when you are creating or building new habits in your life, you want to focus on one. Focus on one new habit right now today, right? Focus on one. If it's not easily being easily angered, if that is your new love habit that you are going to really build in your life, that you're not going to going to be easily angered. I just want you to focus on that love habit. That is it. And I want you to focus on it and commit to it for 30 days. So if you're somebody who easily gets angered, now you're making a decision with yourself to build a love habit in your life to not be easily angered. So focus on one new habit commit to the new habit for 30 days. Now take baby steps. Okay, so if this is something that is a common thing for you, it's a habit for you to get to be angry, or it's a habit for you to get angry easily. I It's going to take baby steps. So I want you to be gentle with yourself. I want you to be compassionate with yourself when in this process of building this new love habit of not easily being angered. And so when the trigger comes up where you are, you feel the anger coming up and you're wanting to express that anger, right? I want you to now in your mind, because you've made a decision not to be easily angered, I want you to shift it, whether it's coming up with a practice where if you normally say something, really grit, like clench your, clench your mouth, close your lips, don't say anything, and literally shift to having another behavior. So if it's um, singing, <laughs> if you're singing instead, if it's reciting something, if it's doing, you know, literally la, 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 la. It could be something as simple as that. When you're wanting to, to say something and express your anger, la, 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 like you gives you, it gives you literally five seconds to shift five seconds to make a decision that I'm not going to allow my anger to be, to be expressed. I'm going to keep it inside. And then you may at that point have a second behavior, which may be something like you have, um, a playlist of, worship music or music that is going to really shift your anger that makes you feel happy that makes you calm down could be meditation music, whatever it is. It's something that you need to put in place to help you to be successful in building this one new love habit in your life. Maybe it's being patient. Love is patient. And if you're an impatient person, and it's it's, it's literally stirring up on the inside where you were about to get very about to express a lot of impatience with your son or with your daughter or with your spouse. Now you've got to figure out what is your default? What is going to be your escape from 
responding or behaving in this very impatient way and figure out what that's going to be and hold yourself accountable to doing that each and every time. Speaking of accountability, it's important for you to tell tell people closest to you what it is that you're trying to do so they can hold you accountable. Now, this is can be a little tricky because a lot of people don't ask for accountability because they don't want to be held accountable. So when you ask for accountability and they say, well, you seemed a little impatient when you did this, you cannot get upset because you've given them permission to hold you accountable, right? And be brave enough, be courageous and bold enough to ask for the accountability. So this is, this is a big one, especially when people say, oh, I want to lose weight. And then they're eating cookies and cakes. And somebody says, well, I thought you were trying to lose weight. Well, don't tell me what I wanted, what I'm trying to do. I know what I'm trying to do. And then they get upset and offended. But you ask for the accountability. But then when the person's trying to hold you accountable, you get offended. That's not going to work. So you've got to really make the decision to be committed over 30 days to building these new love habits in your life. Also, you want to make sure that you plan for you really plan for getting off track. So let's just say your new love habit is becoming more patient. And let's just say you've had one of those days and you blow up at your child when on your way home from work because you had a very difficult conversation with your boss and you were very impatient with your child. In that moment, holding yourself accountable, apologize. Babe, I'm so sorry for you know, raising my voice at you. It, it was not your fault. And it's really not bit that big a deal. I just allowed my emotions to get the best of me and my frustration really take over. And please forgive me. I apologize for for raising my voice at you. Love apologizes. <laughs> Love apologizes. So Create a plan for when you get off track to get back on track. And usually that's apologizing, even if it's forgiving yourself. You know, it may not be something with somebody else. It may be something internally and you have to forgive yourself. So look in the mirror and say, Christy, I'm sorry. I'm really sorry for for not honoring your word or really having a lack of integrity or whatever it is that you're going through. But but deal with it right then and there. Don't just shove it under the rug like everything else, right? Because we're being very intentional over these next 30 days. And then um, lastly, I want you to celebrate your wins. As you create and build these new love habits in your life, celebrate the wins, celebrate them because it's going to be so important for you to continue to encourage yourself as you build a new habit. Building a new habit is not easy. If it was easy to build new habits, oh my goodness, we would not have the obesity problem that we have in the in America. We would not have the infidelity issue that we have among marriages and relationships, right? So if building a habit was easy, we would all be exercising, eating healthfully and <laughs> thriving in every area of our lives. So building a habit, a new habit is challenging. It takes consistency. It takes commitment. It takes hard work and it takes discipline. And most people, to be honest, we don't like being disciplined, right? We don't like hard work. We want the to do the least amount of work to get the best and the most benefit. Let's just be real. That's the way it works. That's the way life is, right? For so many of us. But 
it's so important. If you could really get this as as a foundation in your relationships, not just husband-wife relationships, but every single relationship in your life, to really build these love habits, it's going to make a huge huge difference in the foundation and the health of your relationships. Even your coworkers, if you're loving and responding with these love habits, love is patient, love is kind. If you're responding with these love habits, your relationships are going to be great. Your relationships with your boss. Now, mind you, your, your boss, your, your parents, your, um, your boyfriend, girlfriend, spouse, they may not understand these love habits, right? But guess what? They are going to learn them because you are going to be the example of them. I cannot begin to tell you my husband treats me and our children very differently because of the way I love him, because of the example of love that I am to him and towards him and towards our kids and everybody else. He learns from me. So your people are going to learn from you and the way that you love other people, the way that you treat other people, the way that you celebrate other people, they're going to learn from your behavior and actions. Lots of times we think, oh, people aren't watching, people aren't paying attention, but they do. They do pay attention in the way that you treat people, the way that you talk to people, the way that you respond to people, the way that you love people. And so I want to encourage you to Build one new love habit over the next 30 days. And if you feel like, okay, I've got it. I'm really, you know, this is working for me and I'm really finding myself to be more patient, then move to another, move to another love habit, move to being more kind or move to not being proud. This is a big one. We all can work on that one, right? Not being proud and really spending very deliberate, intentional time in building these love ha- love habits. I promise you it will make such a huge difference in your relationships. So the resource that I used for these love habits is 1 Corinthians 13, verse 4 through 8 in the NIV version. 1 Corinthians 13, four through eight. So if you want to reread it, read it in different versions, really get still and intentional on which habit to start with, please refer back to. So I've created a companion to help you along your journey of building love habits. It's a download that will give you daily prompts for creating love habits, simple love habits in your life. So it's a download and I need you to go to bit.ly, B-I-T dot L-Y forward slash love habits 2020. Bit.ly forward slash love habits 2020. L-O-V-E-H-A-B-I-T-S 2020 to download your free companion to building love habits in your life. Thank you so much for listening to today's podcast. I really, really appreciate it. If you are not following us on Instagram at Wife Wisdom, I invite you to join our tribe over on 
social media on Instagram. If you have not rated our podcast on iTunes, please do so to rate and review us. That would be awesome in helping other women find our podcast. But most importantly, I just thank you so much for continuing to be consistent and listening to our podcast each and every week, sharing this with your sister circle and continuing to just share and and send me love and encouragement and support that this is blessing you, that it's encouraging you, that you truly are benefiting and feel like you're being served through this podcast. So thank you so much for being here. I love you so much with all my heart and I look forward to connecting with you next week. Bye-bye. The Wife Wisdom Podcast with Christy Little-Jones was created to help you cultivate the heart of a wife by giving you practical tools, tips, and techniques to live happily ever after. Well, at least most of the time. (laughs) So until next week, keep learning, keep listening, and keep love first. Bye-bye.